0: Animal Gear Written by Drew Scott Narrated by Sakai Dozier Planned by Jordan Buckingham and Sakai Dozier Sequence 4, Scene 2 Welcome back to the docks of Bella Fortaleza, where Quetzal has apparently been kidnapped, sparking the wrath of Diego, who furiously seeks out his friend's captor. We roll back the clock a bit, to just before Diego's mishap, and change our focus to a red and green scaled fishwoman. Sporting plain clothes, a necklace, and a relatively large gourd at her side, she is watching them intently whilst mingling with the rest of the crowd. As she observes them, the fishwoman taps the gourd briefly, before gesturing in the direction of her target. Water flies out of the container in response, landing just under Diego's feet. As he steps into the newly formed puddle, the fishwoman gestures quickly, causing the water to coalesce into one spot under the dogman's heel and rushing out forward. This sends his foot flying out from under him. Even before Diego's head hits the ground, the Aquamancer is already rushing in, pushing through the crowd and nabbing her target, Ketzel, in a chokehold denying him the air to breathe. He moves his talons to try and pull her arm away, only to be countered with a gesture from the Aquamancer's free hand that causes more water to flow out of her gourd and bind Ketzel's hands and legs together. The water is oddly thick, holding in place in spite of the birdman's struggle. Her target subdued, the Aquamancer easily drags Ketzel away to a dark alley, away from the crowds. Once certain of the solitude of the alley, the fishwoman roughly presses Ketzel into a wall of the alley, tapping her gourd once more with her free hand. She makes a complex gesture, causing the water to form a sphere around Ketzel's head. Ketzel's frantic, having already been denied air from the chokehold. He whips his head from side to side to try and make the water abate, but to no avail allowing her target to stew in the water for a few moments. The Aquamancer eventually releases the watery sphere with a touch, siphoning it back into the gourd at her side. Ketzel begins gasping for air as the fishwoman speaks. Hello, Ketzel. Nice to see you again. Ketzel's eyes widen in recognition. This was the fishwoman from the meeting before. I believe you're still leasing the Aether Allo to the Mercantile Association and Dock Authority? Ketzel tries to struggle against the fishwoman's grip, but is unsuccessful as she slams him further into the wall. That
1: was a question, Ketzel. Yeah, yeah, I still do. I never stopped. The Panterasurir merchant sent you, didn't he?
0: It's no secret. It's my job to motivate you to sign a new deal.
1: I can't. I made a promise.
0: Sure you can. People break promises all the time. It's quite easy.
1: People are counting on me. It's not about the money. Mancers need
0: this. This isn't debate. As she says this, the fishwoman taps her gourd, and a stream of water flies out and submerges Ketzel's head in a sphere of water once more. Ketzel tries to hold his breath, but cannot last for very long. He ends up taking mouthfuls of water, beginning the drowning process, even though he was above land. After letting him struggle for a moment more, The fishwoman recalls the water sphere. I can keep this up all day.
1: I can't. I...
0: The fishwoman hovers her finger above her gourd. Feel free to pass out, then. I'll just take you somewhere else. I have a few places in mind where your friend will never find you. Getzel, his strength nearly drained, speaks weakly. Diego, help. Although, even if he did find you, he wouldn't be able to stop me. Almost as though it was on cue, loud footsteps start to echo down the alleyway. That's my
1: friend, you son of a bitch!
0: Diego sprints hard down the alleyway, bowling over boxes and debris as he closes in on the fishwoman. His heat gear is primed and ready. He throws a wide-swinging haymaker at the fishwoman. The fishwoman, caught slightly off guard by the attack, dodges easily, but drops Ketzel in the process. Ketzel slumps to the ground against the wall. Having backed a few yards away from her quarry, the fishwoman pauses momentarily, observing the new combatant with interest as he kneels down to check on Ketzel. You okay, kid? I'm not sure.
1: (laughs) Everything is spinning.
0: Diego turns to the fishwoman with anger in his eyes. What did you do to him?
1: Just a mild poison. Something to make him less...
0: fussy. Diego pats Ketzel on the shoulder as he gets up, and he starts walking towards the fishwoman cracking his knuckles. You're gonna fry for that. Only if you can stop me. Now, shall we begin? With this, the fishwoman touches her gourd and gestures towards Diego, sending water out towards his head. Reacting quickly, the dogman moves the open palm of the heat gear gauntlet in front of his head, superheating the water as it collides with it. The water is almost instantly turned into steam, dispelling harmlessly into the air. A heat man, sir? <laughs> I'm impressed. I never noticed. Diego grimaces. Mm. What did you put in that water? It smells awful. Just some powdered woodlouse. It smells worse than it feels, but that's the least of your problems now. Diego responds irritatedly. The least of your he I'll show you a problem! Diego once again rushes towards the fishwoman, swinging wildly with his heat-infused fist. His attacks are powerful but untrained, as the Aquamancer easily avoids his attacks with minimal movements. After letting him swing at her for a while, the fishwoman summons more water from her gourd, just enough to ensconce her forearms, and starts using it to brush aside his attacks, careful to avoid the heat of his fist. She pushes him off balance on several occasions, with a brief pulse of force from the water on her forearms after stepping into his swings. A smile settles on the Aquamancer's visage as he continues to toy with her opponent. Diego is not happy with this at all, becoming angrier with each missed strike. He was going to need to do something different to catch the elusive Aquamancer. This in mind, though not necessarily in words, Diego stepped into another haymaker attempt, provoking the Aquamancer's nonchalant response. As she sought to push him off balance once more with a pulse of water from her forearm, Diego rolled with the movement, stepping into what could be mistaken for a turning uppercut at the Mancer's chin. Caught slightly off guard by this, the Aquamanster just manages to back away from the attack, but not far enough away for her necklace to avoid Diego's hands. He grabs at it with his other hand, to try and pull her back in for a heat-infused punch. The fishwoman instinctively steps back even further, snapping the necklace in the process, leaving the brooch at its center in Diego's hands, as the tiny metal chains that held it are thrown all across the alley. Diego unceremoniously drops the brooch to the floor of the alley as he staggers forward a bit. He had expected his fist to connect more cleanly with the Aquamancer's chin, just barely grazing her face instead. Even still, the Mancer stumbled backwards, registering a great deal of shock in her expression. You got a glass jaw? Diego jeered as he regained his balance. I barely touched you. The Mancer doesn't pay Diego any heed. ...staring past him towards the brooch on the ground. Sister, she murmurs. If you can't handle that much, you should just give up. Walk away. Taking a ready stance as he says this, Diego unknowingly steps on the brooch, upon which the Aquamancer's eyes were affixed. Her eyes fill with rage. As her gaze darts from the brooch on the ground under Diego's foot, to Diego's face, she's gritting her teeth. You! You! Diego had but a moment to register the fatal change in the mancer's demeanor, as she rushed him with a speed she had not displayed before, closing the distance in one moment and raining physical punishment in the next. It came in the form of repeated rapid punches to the face, stomach, and chest, snaking past the Doberman's attempts to block or deflect them. Her speech devolved into angered roars and exhalations as she intensified the pummeling, bringing her water out to form extra-watery tendrils to further strike her target. Although he remained upright under the onslaught, Diego is unable to stand his ground. He staggers back from the mancer. The fishwoman, however, does not relent, matching his backstep with her own. She binds his arms behind his back with her water tendrils and grasps his neck with one hand while drawing him close. You will die! With this pronouncement, the fishwoman headbutts Diego in the face before snaring his leg with her own and toppling him to the ground. The Doberman's back slams hard into the cobblestone ground of the alley, causing him to grunt in pain. He tries to stand, but the Aquamancer won't let him, kicking him hard in the face. Beaten and bruised, Diego is still defiant as he falls back to the ground. He has a punch drunk expression. Is that, is that all you got? The Aquamancer says nothing as she walks over to Diego's head with the intent to stomp it in. Luckily, throughout all this, Quetzal was regaining his bearings and had just gained enough to reach his feet. He stumbles between her and his friend.
1: I give up! I'll sign the deal! Panterasaurier can take it!
0: Diego frowns from his position on the ground. Can't. Oh. He struggles to move, and is unfortunately unable to stand. The Aquamancer hesitates. The bloodlust is still there in her eyes, but her fists waver as she looks from Diego to Quetzal. She resists the urge to hit Quetzal, gritting her teeth. Her breathing slows and the fury leaves her eyes. (sighs) It is a deal then, Ketzel. Your life is spared. This said, she does not move. She looks to the ground nearby and sees the fragments of her necklace strewn about and the brooch which had been smashed under Diego's feet. She goes to pick it up, All right, Ketzel says as he watches her go about her business.
1: Now, now just leave us alone.
0: The Aquamanso, however, does not step aside. What? Our business is done. I'll bring a contract at a later date. But now, I have business with that one there. She points at Diego. Uh, no. No, you don't. He
1: was protecting me.
0: He destroyed my necklace. That belonged to my sister. It is all I have of her. And she... It is all I have left of her. I am going to beat him within an inch of his life, break every bone in his body, and then I will drown him. Ketzel is not having any of this. He stretches his arms out wide. He wobbles as he does so, but his resolve is set. I won't let you. Diego responds weakly. Dermot, kid. Don't be an idiot. The Aquamancer takes a fighting stance and taps her gourd, allowing more water to fly out of it a ball of water that she levitates in one hand. You can't stop me. Neither of you can. Quetzal looks desperate. He glances at Diego, then back at the Aquamancer. The Aquamancer looks expectantly at Quetzal. It's obvious that she's prepared to strike as soon as he gives her reason to. Quetzal swallows.
1: I'll repair your necklace.
0: The Aquamancer stops. Really? How?
1: Uh, I-, I can use the heat gear to repair
0: it. The what? Quetzal, realizing he nearly gave away his secret invention, backpedals. Uh,
1: I-, I mean, um I-, I have heating gear at my workshop at home. The necklace is dented, but I can reforge it at a relatively low temperature. Reform it into the style that you needed it to be. I I saw you with it before. I didn't recognize it, but now I know. That's, that's a traditional pendant from the Piranha Tribes, I think. Something like that. I think I can remake that.
0: The Aquamancer pauses. And thinks on it for a moment.
1: This had better not be a trick. I I swear I can do it. Just give me time. It will take a few days to restore it.
0: If you're lying. I'm not. Ketzel has a determined look. More than usual. He's found his courage. All right. The Aquamancer allows the water orb to recede back into her gourd. With the brooch in hand, she gives it to Quetzal. Two days. Am I right? I'll meet you at the café, and I'll bring your new contract with Pantera Sorir. Her business done. She walks past the two targets, as though nothing had happened. She gives a disdainful look towards Diego, who is still struggling to find his legs. After a few dozen steps down the alley, she turns back and looks at them once more. Don't try to run, Quetzal. I know where you live. And then she was gone. If they had paid attention, they would have noticed that she was absent-mindedly touching the place where her brooch used to be as she left. The woman normally walked with a bit of confidence and strength, but she walked away from this one hurt in a way she had not expected. She leaves the scene, blending easily into the crowd. Quetzal helps Diego up to his feet as they start to walk together to leave the alley. Diego coughs and winces on Quetzal's shoulder. <coughs> you suck at deals, kid. She got your hollow and you're doing her a favor.
1: And that's after she beat the tar
0: out of us. Quetzal's quiet for a moment as he helps Diego
1: walk. The deal was for the hollow, and in the end, I can always invent something else. I only have one, Diego.
0: Diego smirks at this. Oh, that's sweet. You're still a dumbass. He lightly punches Quetzal on the shoulder, and they both chuckle a bit, wincing in pain as they are sore from the last battle. With this, Quetzal and Diego slowly limp their way out of the alley. As they make their way back into the crowd, A shadow leans out from behind one of the boxes there. It appears to be Rook. He had been watching the entire exchange. He maintains a safe distance, and when they are far enough away, leaves in the opposite direction that Diego and Quetzal did. End scene.